2: are Locked On Cowboys, your Locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Locked Network, your on. team every Locked day.
1: Locked on. Locked. Locked. Locked
0: on.
1: Locked on on Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. I am your host, Marcus Moser. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Uh, today we're going to be talking about the the NFL playoffs, Sean Payton, some coaching changes, maybe. Uh, but Landon, how are you doing today, sir?
0: I'm doing well. I mean, uh I, that was we'll get into it, but uh, that Chiefs Bills game was maybe the best football game I think I've ever seen. It was it was incredible to watch. Uh, yeah, let's so, start with that.
1: Let's let's start with yeah, that let's do because let's do that game. Oh, it was awesome, and I know this is a Cowboys related podcast, but if yeah. you're just an NFL fan holy cow that gave us a lot of fun who are you rooting for
0: i think at the end i was rooting for the bills because i just it was so incredible to see what they were able to do and on the road against kansas city and, and, and at that point it was really just a, a thing of the math for me was Josh Allen doesn't have a Super Bowl yet, and and yeah. and and, yeah. Uh, and Mahomes does, and and I think that you know I just kind of wanted to see them be able to pull this out. I, I like the way that they do things. I like the way that they their offense runs. Um, so I was I was kind of pull, pulling for them. But frankly, I mean, I mean, short of being a fan of one of those two teams, I don't know how you could be upset with the way that that game played out.
1: Yeah, I I wasn't upset with the way the game turned out. I was just I feel bad for Buffalo fans. Sure. Right? Like this yeah. was. This was really their chance to go win a Super Bowl. Josh Allen played the game of his life, and they still came up a little bit short. It's got to be so frustrating to be like, we have this super-duper star quarterback, and it's still not good enough, right? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, those two teams are so good. It kind of felt like that was a Super Bowl last night in some ways. It, right? It felt like, I mean, again,
0: I, you may have been a little bit, too young to actually be aware of this, but it felt like when the Cowboys were playing the 49ers yep. in like the yep. early 90s, it's like when we we used to go into those games, uh, Cowboys fans and 49ers fans used to talk all the time about how this is the actual Super Bowl. I mm-hmm. mean, whoever wins this game is probably going to run through whoever actually gets into the Super Bowl. And I, I kind of feel like this might be the case here, except those were conference games, this is a divisional game. Um, yeah, I, I just felt like those were the two best teams that we saw all week, and it wasn't even close. And frankly, I mean, we, we'll get into the rest of the games, but the rest of the games, you know, there was lots of people fumble, uh, fumbling, and I, I mean that literally and figuratively, fumbling their way into victories. Uh, you know, and 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 kind of just <clears throat> the other team maybe you know shooting themselves in the foot yeah. or less, yeah. the, or you know, but but for this game, it felt like two. Uh, you know, teams that were in kind of almost a tier above the rest of the teams in the playoffs, uh, just shooting it out. I mean, what was it like 25 points in the last two minutes? Of Something the game? crazy, like that. Yeah, it was absolutely absurd. Like the, the, the end of that game is seriously unlike anything I think I've ever seen.
1: Before. The only game that I can compare it to was a few years ago, the 49ers Saints game. They yeah. had a bunch of scores late, in, and that might have been a divisional round game as well. Uh, but that was Maybe. with Alex Smith and Drew Brees, where it was just back and forth like that. but um absolutely incredible i, I want to talk about the nfc side of things because i think there's some
0: yeah.
1: important takeaways kind of sure. going forward from that game but before we do that let me just tell you guys about built bar it's the new year so that means new year's resolutions if yours is about getting fit or eating healthier make sure you're sure you include built bar in your plan built bar is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar or maybe even better than a candy bar You're going to want to eat healthy. Built Bar is going to help you do that. Most Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate with 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. There's so many great flavors, too. Peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many, many more. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com.
2: They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: All right, let's go to the Packer 49er game. As you watched that game, did you feel better or worse about the Cowboys outcome against the 49ers a week ago?
0: Better? I mean... Uh, look i mean the 49ers able to walk into the green bay and, and do what they did to that offense uh and and really i mean frankly i just feel better about the fact that the cowboys weren't the only team to kind of uh, as uh, piss down their leg when when they came down to the playoff time i mean frankly like i remember at some point before uh, uh all the playoffs actually started the seating and everything had been announced i, I had Told somebody, man. I just hope that the Cowboys play like the Packers and the Buccaneers do uh, in the playoffs. This is not what I meant, guys. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like I didn't mean for all three teams to play poor, poor poorly at home uh, in in key moments. But uh, I, you know, watching that game uh, and just watching Green Bay's uh, ineptitude on offense, and then uh, frankly, just shocking, shocking special teams miscues. Um, you know, it was, it was really opening that, that it, all it takes is getting into the tournament and being hot, you know, like frankly, the green Bay Packers were the team that we mentioned, right. The one team that we felt like had a serious, real home field advantage, especially in the NFC side, uh, to even speak of, uh, the 49ers marched in there and punched the Packers in the mouth um and and they didn't get up and respond in any kind of real way and 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 you know th- despite all the talk all week about trying to force it to your best player i, I think that's ultimately what really made the Packers oh, struggle is yeah they, they, they the fact that they were trying to force it to adams and then when they needed to come off of it he wasn't looking at times when he needed to to cob lazard and, and it, it really ultimately cost him
1: i don't know if you saw the um the dots from uh, the NFL Next Gen stats, but on the play, the very last throw that Adams had, or excuse me, that Rodgers had, he threw to Adams in double coverage, and that wasn't the design of the play. And Matt Lafleur talked about it. The design was to send Adams down the seam, and then Alan Lazard would come up and in the middle, and he did. He was wide, wide open, but Rodgers went to his his, his blanky right mm-hmm. and Devonte Adams, and he played hero ball. And he kind of – this is what we were afraid of with the Cowboys. If you just force the ball to one receiver over and over and over again, you know, it could be a problem. Uh, so many takeaways from that game. Um,
0: I mean, yeah, like where do you begin? Like the game but, itself, the meaning, the, the what the Packers are looking for, looking towards, where's Aaron Rodgers going to go? Like, I, I think it starts with this. Coaching
1: makes such a huge difference, and that's what I feel like – I like McCarthy, Mike McCarthy. Like I've been pretty vocal about that. But I think there's a difference between like him and Kyle Shanahan, right? Because Kyle Shanahan went to Green Bay in Lambeau and devised an offensive game plan around a quarterback who completed, I believe, one pass in the first half against the Packers and won the game. And this isn't the only time that he's done that against Green Bay in the playoffs, right? They had a game where he threw eight passes and they beat the, the Packers. I just wish the Cowboys had that type of coaching advantage in some of these
0: big games. Yeah. I mean, you know, look, it's the, I mean, if you want to talk about my main takeaway from this weekend is that the Cowboys either need to greatly upgrade their personnel or greatly upgrade their coaching because the, you know, they're on the tier beneath these folks. I mean, there were times when we saw them play at a level that, uh, could have competed with these with these guys but i mean th- that they never i mean they consciously made choices to play a more conservative game and look and look mm-hmm. at, at how all these other teams played in these games like they they went for it completely i mean the bills and in, in the and in kansas city game was like you know watching two heavyweights just constantly mm-hmm. throw haymakers at each other um you know i just feel like Watching this, it made you feel it made you feel like the, the, the team that we need to be more aggressive attacking the, the down the field. Like they, they need to, to to score points and chunks like that, like they have been. Mm-hmm. I mean that's the future of football here, you know, is is i think the defense is is crazy important and and, and I think that showed in the Packers and 49ers game and that there are multiple ways to win this, but ultimately you either need an incredible life altering quarterback or an incredible uh scheming uh uh offensive mind who can get your players in position to score a bunch of points or at least control the ball. If you want to get to this level and beyond uh, in the NFL playoffs.
1: And I would also say that not only just for the Cowboys, but just for teams around the league, look at the four head coaches left Kyle Shanahan. uh, You've got Sean McVay, Zach Taylor and Andy Reid. I mean, they're all four offensive minds. I know Andy Reid doesn't call every play in Kansas City, but all four of these guys are guys that are calling plays and designing their own offense. And I think it's what's gonna make these teams incredibly consistent going forward, right? I mean, the 49ers have a chance to be in the second Super Bowl in what the last three years with Jimmy Garoppolo as their head as their their quarterback, right? I mean, the Chiefs have been to the AFC Championship game four times in a row. The Rams have a chance to be in their second Super Bowl since what 2018, with Jared Goff with two different quarterbacks, right? Matt Stafford and Jared Goff. I, I, you have to have one of those guys if you want to have a chance. I feel like in, in the NFL.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and and I think you know, you can you can believe in Kellen Moore. You can believe that he can develop into one of these guys. I think that there certainly is, the chance of possibility of that. I mean, he's still a young coach, but at, at this point, like. You don't feel like the Cowboys have the coaching firepower that some of these other teams have. Uh, well, and that's why
1: right I'm now. that's why I'm nervous about like the Giants if they hire Brian Dable, like because yeah. they might have one of those guys, right? They might not have the quarterback yet, but they might have one of these guys. It's just one of the top five or six offensive play callers in the league, and that's really, really hard to find.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and I think that the the, the one thing that the the uh the, the giants have been able to do is find some offensive talent here and there but they've never been able to deploy it uh and and uh, you know i don't trust daniel jones as far as he can throw it but uh i i think that you know there's a way that you could convince yourself that brian Dable could go into a situation like that and you know at least get something out of daniel jones uh you know because they have very similar similar playing styles not similar yeah. talent as, as yeah. what they have the bills
1: The other takeaway that I had is just Dallas needs more speed, man, because you watch like that Kansas City-Buffalo game, and it's like a track meet, right? Like they can't find fast enough guys to get on the field. Like the Chiefs have Jarek McKinnon at running back who runs a 4-3-5, and he might be like the fourth fastest player on that offense.
0: Well, I mean, I think the big thing I'm taking away from these games now is that not only are we – accepting more traits types players we should be focusing on traits players yeah because the truth of the matter is is that this is this this is shifted in a way that it's hard to describe in the last 10 years in the draft community i mean i think i'm sure you felt it too mm-hmm. that like the the guys that many teams wouldn't even tell i mean i i mean frankly uh y- you can say what you want about about uh Jared Allen, like Jared Allen Josh to Allen. me was yep. uh, Josh Allen. I'm sorry, yeah. You uh, say what you want about Jared Allen, either. Yeah, he's good. Uh, Josh too. Allen is one of those guys that like came into the league is just strictly a tools player. You know, yep. strictly as a guy that had height, weight, speed, and, and a, a strong arm. Was not incredibly accurate at Wyoming. Didn't kind of meet a lot of the metrics you want. And, and you know, you could throw other players in there too, like uh, Ty like Yeah, and, and I mean, Mark Michael Parsons. Yeah, and like Herbert, a, a whole. Yep tons of guys like that it just feels like if you need these life-altering kind of play uh game-altering type players in this game you're not getting them from the safe picks anymore the the guys that you necessarily thought that were going to be uh you know oh he did it in college he did it here he's going to just you know keep keep on that keep on that incline It, it seems to me that the guys who are truly dominating the league right now are the guys that have the elite traits that you're able to teach how to do the job uh, uh, well, and then kind of just unleash them on, on, on NFL teams. That's, that's something that I, that is going to be something that I'm going to carry over into my evals this year, especially is, is not uh, kind of shying away from the traitsy type players as much anymore and, and, and being willing to kind of take a risk on those guys.
1: I mean, athleticism matters, right? We always say that
0: athleticism matters in athletics. And
1: you look at the quarterbacks yesterday, both those guys were the leading rushers for their teams in in the Buffalo, Kansas city game. You've got guys that are running four, three, like McCall Hardman. McCall Hardman was, had like 500 career receiving yards at Georgia. And he makes a bunch of big plays in this game. Uh, Gabriel Davis had 200 yards and four touchdowns. The last player to do that in a playoff game uh, was Jerry Rice. Like, he's a freak athlete. Like you just got to find those guys. And listen, it worked out for Dallas this year. They took a 99.9 percentile athlete at linebacker who, you know, was still kind of learning the linebacker spot. Maybe didn't have great instincts, but when you have that type of athleticism, it almost doesn't matter. You can kind of learn the stuff. So I agree with you.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that's, you know, to me, that's the big takeaway moving forward into the off season there. Um, And then, you know, obviously the other big takeaway here is how does this change the landscape of the NFC? I mean, you know, you had the number one and number two seed get eliminated both with veteran quarterbacks. One or both may, or none, I guess, may potentially consider retirement or be moving on from the team that they're currently on. Uh, I mean, that's something that Cowboys fans have to be eyeballing and saying, well, What's about what is the NFC going to look like in the next three or four years if these two guys aren't in yep. there and, and basically leaving it wide open? I, you know, as a note, I'll just throw in it would be shocking to me if Rodgers decided to stay in the league and then got traded to an AFC team, right? Because it's like, uh, why would he? And because that's what all the rumors are, right? Well, like, it, like talking about well, this. but it's like, but how okay. can he go I to agree the AFC I agree with you. I agree with you.
1: Yeah. But is Green Bay going to trade him to an NFC team? Like, they're not going to trade him inside the division, right? Is there, an yeah, N- I- let's just go division by division. Is there an NFC East team that makes sense? Like, do you want to go to Washington? Do you want to go to New York? Do you want to go to Philadelphia?
0: Philly? Makes some sense. I hate to say it, but yeah. it makes okay, some they, sense. they've
1: got the draft capital. Um, yeah. an AFC South team? Probably not, right? I don't think he's going to the Bucs. I don't, the Saints don't have the, the cap space or the picks, the Panthers don't have the cap space or the picks. Um, do the West teams all have their quarterbacks, right? But I mean, Trey Lance in San Francisco, Kyler Murray in Arizona, Stafford with the Rams. Uh, and who's the other one I'm forgetting. Oh,
0: then Russell Wilson, the Seahawks. So I'm telling you, I, 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 I I wouldn't rule out the 49ers. I understand that they, they, they already drafted a quarterback really high, but I know. I just don't think the Packers could make that trade, right? Probably not. I I guess that's probably true. Uh, Especially with the way that the state of the, uh, uh, the LeFleur Shanahan uh, uh, relationship is from what we understand currently. I, I can't imagine that happens. Right. Yeah.
2: Especially I mean, since that's what the argument them.
0: was about. Wasn't it? Wasn't the argument between them about the fact that, that, uh, Shanahan was trying to poach, uh, Rogers. Rogers. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, I agree mean, I, I agree. You're with right. you. I
1: think I, it would only make sense for Rogers to stay in the NFC considering that the quarterbacks in, in the conference are just so much lesser, um, I oh, man, I don't think there's a lot of great landing spots, right? I mean, unless you want to go play in Philadelphia. I I almost can't see how Rodgers stays with the Packers this year because their cap situation is atrocious. They're $40 million over the cap without Devontae Adams and they've got a bunch of free agents. What's the benefit of coming back to that team? I don't Rodgers
0: Rodgers likes the 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 drama, the hype. Like he likes the spotlight and all. He's what he'll probably do is retire. Uh, and then wait a year for his contract to, to you know, or, or wait however long it takes for the for the for the eBay to either release his his this rights right. yeah or or be more willing to trade him to a yeah. team that he wants. And then uh and, and then just, you know, go play where he wants to play in 2023. I, I just, you know, these guys have incredible amounts of leverage and, and especially with how much money they're on their caps. You know, Green Bay eventually may just want to be rid of the number off the, their cap and and yep. be willing to get rid of it if he's not going to play for them.
1: Last question before we move on: I was watching that game, the Buffalo game last night, the Buffalo Chiefs game, and wondering, can Dak Prescott play to the level of these two quarterbacks? Do they have a quarterback that can play at this level? And I don't know. I don't know how I feel, honestly. Do you think he can get to that super duper elite level where he can go toe to toe with Patrick Mahomes?
0: I don't think that Dak is as talented as Patrick Mahomes or or, uh, J- um, Josh Allen. I, he wanted to say yeah. Jared Allen. Uh, I don't think as like as individual players. Like I think those two guys are as talented as anybody in the league but i do think that dak can play with those guys with the right group of folks around him i do think that the cowboys can produce an offense that can play with those offenses okay. maybe not with the the distribution onto the quarterback is the same way but i do think that they can play a, a brand of football that can keep up scoring wise with 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 those teams they just you know they certainly didn't show it later in in uh, the yeah. season but i think that you know we've seen a willingness to play that way i, I honestly i mean i think a lot of it is just willingness you know a, a willingness to to play aggressively and and, and you know yeah. just attack a little bit more and i think that that's and you know i i mean I, i'm gonna say it the big thing in the in the kansas city chiefs and bills game honestly the big thing and why that game was so great the refs didn't get in the way. They didn't they weren't yeah. just constantly throwing flags. They weren't constantly, you know, they just let these teams play. There was a lot of physical and aggressive play, but both teams adjusted to it. And that's really where the Cowboys need to kind of get better yeah. at, right? Is in the game in these games where these teams are just allow the refs are allowing these teams to play, the Cowboys need to take advantage of that and learn yeah. to play the style that the refs are dictating on the field a little.
1: They also need Dak to run a little bit more and make I plays so outside too. the pocket. That was no. Mahomes and Allen both rushed for 60, I think, eight yards in this game. They don't need Dak to do that. But if things aren't perfectly great in the pocket, get outside and, and move around. Maybe, uh, you know, with the next nine months he can get healthier, the calf will be healthier, yeah. the ankle will be better. But that's an element of Dak's game they absolutely have to have back if they want him to get back to an elite level. Um all right, let's take one more quick break. So I'm going to tell you guys about get Upside. Our listeners are making up to $0.25 cents for every single gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now and use promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to $0.50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using get Upside. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or e-gift card. Just download the free Get Upside app and use promo code Touchdown to get up to fifty cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. That is promo code Touchdown.
2: Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL draft. Check out mock draft Monday on the locked on NFL draft podcast, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day.
1: All right. Last thing here. There was a a little bit of a Ian report news dump on Sunday morning about Sean Payton, the Saints head coach, not necessarily committing to the 2022 season he does have, I believe, an extra year left on his contract. And there are some rumors that, hey, maybe Dallas would
0: be interested. Do you buy that? I mean, I'd certainly buy that Dallas would be interested, yeah. I, I would imagine, right? Uh, I, you know, look, I mean, this has been kind of almost an annual uh, thing where Sean uh, Sean Payton has expressed interest in, in either retiring or or may want to go to Dallas or Dallas may be interested in them. And, and, and I'm sure – he has made millions and millions of dollars leveraging the Cowboys interest in him uh, from the saints owners, you know, I mean, so, uh, you know, kind of in that sense, I put a huge grain of salt into it. I will say this though, uh, you know, as everyone's been pointing this out that like, you know, this is something that happens all the time. And this is, there's a reason why the leverage works. You know, Mm -hmm. there's a reason if if this was all just smoke and mirrors, you know, obviously it has been so far that because he hasn't left, but there's obviously a reason why the Saints ownership feels the need to cave when they hear this is that they they must somehow think that this is a legitimate thing. I mean, uh, if you guys don't know, Peyton lives in a suburb of North Dallas. I mean, like kind of, you know, really just around a bunch of other Cowboys football players, to be Mm -hmm. honest um and has lived there for almost the entirety of his uh of his saints career so um i think that there is some interest there i think uh peyton knows the joneses and has a a decent relationship with the joneses i know the joneses obviously hold him in high regard uh but i mean you know let's be honest we have been down this road three or four different times maybe this is the time when um the stars are aligning the best maybe, you yeah. know, like I, I will accept that. Like there, that maybe this is the time where this actually could happen. The, this most likely to happen. Cause Drew Brees uh, is gone. The Saints' yeah. cap situation is not great. Yeah. They're in a rough spot, and 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 Peyton returning to you know who's playing quarterback, who you know what's the situation. He's been holding that that group uh, together with duct tape and 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 Dennis Allen for almost you know two or three years. Maybe he doesn't want to do that anymore. And for the Saints. Maybe they're concerned that uh, they're going to lose Dennis Allen in this coaching hiring. uh, Mary Grant, he's already started to get some interviews. He's had experience being a head coach, which I don't think should be kind of held against him considering the state of the franchise he was in at the time. I I think that, that he's going to get some long looks as a guy that could potentially be a a head coach candidate. And and if for the saints, they, you know, maybe they want to make sure that they lock in Dennis Allen as their next head coach, knowing that, you know, even if McVay came back next year, how many more years are they gonna do this with him and, and how and how much longer is that relationship gonna yeah. hold on?
1: I also wouldn't be surprised if Sean Payton just wants a year off, right? Like he's been a Maybe. coach for a long time. Maybe he has a year
0: off and he kind of reassesses where he's at next year. Um he's talking he's, about he's how got- much you he- He's mm-hmm. got to take a year off so they can create material for that Kevin James sequel, right? Like, like too, they, they got to right? make sure, they got to make sure that he's got another year oh off for that. Gosh, I, it's I don't you know it's crazy. Like he, I think he's got one more year, but like, do you think he would just like take a year like completely off of football, wait for that contract to be up, and then just see what free agency as a head coach is like? Maybe. I mean, I could see him I- doing TV for a year, right? That's what I was gonna say. Is how much do you think like uh, TV is playing into this? Because that was the the element that kind of got added into it late that I thought was. So I saw a report, and I don't know
1: how valid it is, but Amazon Prime has been making a big pitch pitch for Aikman to to steal yeah. Aikman away from Fox, and Fox would look to grab Sean Payton to to fill that role, and they could offer him you know fifteen million dollars a year or whatever. Maybe that's enticing to Peyton if he wants to take a year off and kind of go back and reset. Who knows? But let's talk about this really quickly for the Cowboy sets.
0: Yeah. Do you think it's a big upgrade over McCarthy? I personally do. I, I don't know why. I mean, I know there's people out there that are kind of feeling like this is a, a, a parallel move. But to me, I mean, what you see Peyton do with lesser than talent and, and the way he's able to, even when guys are hurt when there's things going wrong like his teams just win like they just like they find ways to win in tough ways he's creative as a coach he you know he he's his teams are just always incredibly difficult to play yep. and they and he always knows exactly how to attack you and 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 how to uh I mean look at half the, his team against half the teams that they beat this year had no business when <laughs> he beat the games. box twice
2: twice I, I mean
0: it's yeah, I, to me, yes, there's a huge difference I between, because I've, what I've because and I think the difference is what we've seen Peyton do without Drew Brees versus what, what have we seen McCarthy do without Aaron Rodgers, you know? And right. so um, I, yeah, to me, I think. I I I would rather have Peyton just because I I trust him to squeeze the juice out of everything, you know, and, and I, to get the most out of it. I
1: also trust Peyton a lot when you have Dak as your quarterback. It
0: feels yeah. like
1: those two would fit and mesh really well, right? Absolutely.
0: A smart I, I think that heady quarterback appeal. that yeah, the smart heady quarterback. Yeah, I mean that's what that's what that's why Breeze and, and Peyton were such great fits, right? Is that having a smart heady quarterback and a coach who knew how to take uh, take advantage of that. So Yeah, I think it would be a a serious upgrade simply for the fact that like, look, this is always going to be the problem with McCarthy, right? Is that like, let's say even if you like uh, what Kellen Moore is doing, if if Kellen Moore gets a head coaching job, now Mike McCarthy's got to go find another offensive coordinator. You don't have to worry about that with Sean Payton because I want Sean Payton to be the person calling my offense and I don't necessarily want Mike McCarthy to be the person. I agree. What are the odds
1: that we say this happens that he becomes the Cowboys head coach this year? Five percent, less than five yeah, percent.
0: so I was gonna say ten percent, and I've, I'm an optimist, so yeah, I, I, very small. Uh, get ready for uh, Mike McCarthy and Doug Nussmeier as your uh, head
1: coach/offense coordinator pairing mm. next this year. <laughs> uh, Probably. We got plenty of time though. Nothing has been decided for sure, and We'll we'll see how it all plays out over the next couple of weeks. Uh, tomorrow we're gonna be back with some Twitter Tuesday. Uh, we're going to continue to get ready for the Senior Bowl, which I believe practices start so next week, I believe, practices I start, so. which is absolutely crazy. Um, yeah, so we'll start a little bit of our Senior Bowl preview. We'll start looking ahead to free agency. We've got the championship round this week. Busy, busy time here for the Cowboys, even though they're not playing games. Playing in, Find out. Uh, all right. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. We'll see you guys next time.